Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We are live, people, at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Orlando. I'm Tony Katz. It's Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Thrilled to be here. Things getting a little active on Radio Row. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Let me set the scene. We're on Radio Row. So the, the, the conference, the Conservative Political Action Conference, is the gathering of conservatives, the gathering of activists, and what are people thinking? And, of course, this year, never mind the fact that everyone is thinking about Trump, and, and you've got President Trump, who is going to be uh, speaking on Sunday, uh, at 3.45 Eastern Time, which means he's going to talk on Monday. I mean, the man is, 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 is always late. That's just the way it is. One of the questions is whether or not there's this big divide, whether or not there's a, uh, a civil war. This is not the expression they've been using in, in the Republican Party. We wanted to see for ourselves. What are people thinking? What are they seeing? So we came down and we're on what's known as Radio Row. So you've got these activists, thousands of people who are going to come and take part in panels and these conversations and hear speakers, and you senators, congressmen, uh, activists, all sorts of people are going to be media people, all sorts of people speaking. And then you have Radio Row. So to my right, like we're in a, we're in a prime, prime spot. To my right is Fox Nation. The whole Fox Nation setup, which is beautiful. If you've ever seen me on TV with the wood background, they stole it. They stole it from me from beginning to end, every bit of it. To my left... There's a six-foot gap between each radio booth. And there's 12 on this side, or maybe 15 on this side. And then behind me, back-to-back, there's another 15. So news outlets from all over uh, America, news outlets from all over the country. This whole idea of civil war is one of the big conversations that's going on. One of the interesting things is they are very open and upfront about the very conversation of the election. About the idea, as, as many people will describe it as fraud, and you know that we don't describe it that way. If, first, the very concept of widespread voter fraud is so many people like to talk about. There was no widespread voter fraud. If we're using the descriptor widespread, we're admitting to a level of fraud that existed. If that's the argument that other people want to make, I say let them. If it burns them, it burns them. That's their problem, not ours. But what we need to be looking at is what happened in Pennsylvania, what happened in Georgia, what happened in Clark County. We talked about the fact that Republicans got outlawed. I've discussed this on air. I've discussed this with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor. I've discussed this on Newsmax. They got outlawed. And now we're starting to hear people here. We've been here less than a day. And already people here are discussing, yeah, we got a little outworked here. We didn't have people doing the work there. Ooh, this is a different conversation. Now we're going to start laying some blame and understanding that fights are not just in the verbal. Fights are in the doing. The fundamental difference between the political right and the political left is that the political left is completely willing to do. They're prepared to do. They've thought out the ways to do. They've thought out the hows to do. They've put people in places to do, whether it's Secretary of State or Attorneys General or what have you, and then they go about doing. One of the things that is the knock on the political right, and I I put myself in this category because sometimes I cannot think as duplicitously is that we still believe that people are having a decent conversation, utilizing a decent methodology. That isn't true of everybody. Am I saying that everybody on the political left is indecent? Of course not. Am I saying those in power on the political left in Pennsylvania are indecent? Yes. What happened in Pennsylvania should not go by the wayside. So they're discussing that here and out loud, which is, of course, going to freak 
people out. They're going to say, oh, they, they can't get rid of the voter fraud conversation. They can't stop thinking it was a stolen election. Well, um, that's, that's not the case. Don't let them set the narrative. Now, there are some other stories going on out there. I bring in Joshua Phillip right here from the Epic Times, their senior investigative reporter. Uh, Josh, as always, man, it's, it's good to see you. And a story we've been discussing and you've been covering a lot at the EpicTimes.com is these members of Congress urging the United States to boycott the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. It was my senator from Indiana, Todd Young, and I just wrote about uh, this, uh, discussing how the Olympics should be pulled from Beijing for their treatment of Uyghur Muslims, for their intellectual property theft, their, the general abuses uh, of the Communist Party. Have the Republicans, are they using this as a political point as you see it from your, your investigating? Or are they thinking that, you know what, this is a little bit more than politics. This is about who we are as a nation. We simply can't condone China's activities. Well, I, I think it's become much more of a bipartisan issue. And it's something you even see a lot of foreign governments get behind. Australia, Canada, for example, are also very, in most of Europe, very much behind uh, the idea of calling out the Chinese Communist Party, especially for its genocide of Muslim Uyghurs. You know, this has now been deemed a genocide. Uh, we can look at the genocide taking place, but we can look at the persecution of house Christians in China, about 100 million Christians in China, persecution of Falun Gong practitioners, another 100 million people, persecution of Tibetans, persecution of people from Mongolia, uh, what they just did to Hong Kong. If, if the Olympic Games are really supposed to support kind of this international coming together, uh, it does, It does, in a way, holding the, the Olympics there, validate the kind of government they have there. This is a serious concern. And it's more than just, well, it's the Olympics who cares, right? The Olympics is unbelievably costly. It's a security nightmare. A lot of nations like, you know what, we'll do without it. Thank you very much. But it focuses a world, and through news coverage and things like that, focuses a, a world on, on a place and does create a level of exaltation, right? Lifts mm -hmm. them up. To ask or push the idea that the Olympics should be taken from them for who they are versus boycott. Boycott's hard to do. I don't think athletes are still over 1980 and the boycott of the Moscow uh, uh, Olympics. Those are the Winter Olympics. No, no, 1980 was the summer. Which one did we boycott? No, they boycotted Los Angeles Summer Olympics. We boycotted 19. Well, at the time, it didn't matter. It was still the same. It was all together. That's my mistake. You see, we now went to the every two year system and I forgot. Does the boycott have real like uh, impetus behind it? Meaning, are people really willing to back this up? And are these elected officials willing to go back to their districts and tell Olympic athletes? Yeah, you're out of luck. Well, here's what's going to happen. So remember, China had the Olympics again back in 2008. And during that time, it was known by many in the Chinese dissident community as the Bloody Olympics. Because the Chinese Communist Party used the narrative of the Olympics to crack down on security. And during that time, they were making forceful, they were making arrests of dissidents. They were throwing people in prison. The, the persecutions of religious believers and democracy activists in China went through the roof. Because the Chinese Communist Party wanted to eliminate any possible dissent during the time when the, when the eyes of the world were on it. 
During that time, you did have a handful of U.S. representatives um, calling out the Chinese Communist Party for its human rights abuses. It was a drop in a bucket during that time because it wasn't nearly as strong. Now, however, when you have government officials, not just in the U.S., but around the world, and many human rights organizations, many of your average Americans, very much aware of what's happening in China. Anybody who decides to go there and perform, any athlete, any company that decides to sponsor them, is getting behind and endorsing, in a way, the types of abuses that we know are happening there. Talking to Joshua Phillip, senior investigative reporter of the Epic Times, uh, the Epic Times, E-P-O-C-H is how you spell it, theepictimes.com. The entire approach to China, which I know is something that, you know, Epic Times, it's kind of like how it comes about, how it came to be, is, is uh, the, the, these people who, who lived the experience and wanting to engage news that really discuss things in a very open and honest way, being in America, being able uh, to, to do that. Um, where do, do you, in your reporting, see the Biden administration in relationship uh, to China. Um, you just heard Joe Biden say they're going to eat our lunch, even though a year ago he was saying, you know, they, they've got problems in the mountains here and they've got problems in the coast there and they, they're not, a, not an issue. Come on, man. That was, I believe, exactly what he said. What are your uh, people, your sources telling you about the Biden administration reaction to China and how they're going to deal with China? And should that worry us? We're seeing mixed stances with the Biden administration. Some people in his administration uh, are very much in favor of re-engaging with the Chinese Communist Party. Biden is talking about re-engaging with them diplomatically. The Chinese Communist Party, based on that, is already creating red line issues, things you can't even talk about with them or they walk out of the room. Uh, in the past, they had five no-go topics. That was uh, persecution of Tibetans, persecution of Uyghurs, persecution of Falun Gong, um, the Hong Kong issue, which they've pretty much overridden now and that's done with. They, you know, they pretty much run Hong Kong now uh, fully and also Taiwan independence. If you talked about these issues, they would get up and they would walk out of the room. And so a lot of different officials around the world would not even bring up the real issues in China, these human rights abuses, uh, because that would be the end of diplomacy. And again, they're already telling Biden, great, we'll engage with you, but if you want to engage with us, we have red line issues. You cannot talk about this or the, it's discussion over. And we'll have to see how Biden deals with that. If he really does start engaging with them, it means that he's not engaging with them on anything that really matters. Uh, he has in his statements sounded like he's going to continue taking a hard line on, chi on China. And it's going to be interesting as well, because this isn't just a U.S. issue anymore. Most countries in the world, Australia, India, Japan, uh, most Canada of Europe. Did just admit that, that what's happening with the Uyghurs is a genocide? Because they, they declared themselves a genocidal nation. Yeah. Uh, regarding indigenous people, but they haven't come to a, a, a yet a, a moment on China. Uh, from what I understand, it was more of a grassroots thing. The, the Trudeau administration, from what I understand, didn't really back that, but many of the politicians there did get, you know, kind of like bypass it and put that through. Uh, but basically what's happening now is because this is now a global issue, if Biden pulls back the sanctions, if he pulls back the sanctions on, say, South China Sea, he's going to marginalize the entire Asia-Pacific region because Trump had a establishes Quad Alliance with India, Japan, and uh, Australia. If he removes, for example, some of these uh, declarations of human rights abuses over what happened with Hong Kong, he's going to marginalize most of the Commonwealth countries, uh, Canada, 
yeah, the uh, uh, United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand. If he gets rid of the designation of genocide on the Muslim Uyghurs and the different sanctions along with that, he's going to marginalize most free lo- freedom-loving countries in the world. Same, but now I, 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 I come back to the same question, which is about do these elected officials have the strength? Meaning, are the, the Democrats that are behind him, that are with him, I don't know if they want to have this conversation. So what are you hearing about whether or not they will pressure Joe Biden into loosening here and and giving up there? Is that a possibility? A lot of the pressure is going to come from corporate America and from the financial institutions because the, the, the entire financial industry is pretty much in China's pocket. In fact, the Chinese Communist Party top officials, including within uh, Xi Jinping's brain trust, meaning advisors to the head of the Chinese Communist Party himself, were bragging during the election that they were able to control U.S. politics through the control of Wall Street. And so you're going to have the big big financial institutions, big businesses, all rallying, lobbying, uh, pressuring politicians who you know get a lot of money from them to change their politics. And, and really, this is where the pressure is going to come from. By the way, uh, Darren, thank you. 1980, the Winter Olympics was uh, Lake Placid, Miracle on Ice and everything else. It was the Summer Olympics that were in Moscow, a lot of boycotts. The Winter Olympics in 84 were in Sarajevo. The Summer Olympics in 84 were Los Angeles and the Soviet bloc countries. A boycotted because the Soviet Union boycotted the others were just too afraid to show up. That's basically how it went. Joshua Phillip, he is the senior investigative reporter at the Epic Times, theepictimes.com. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More from CPAC. I'm Tony Katz. Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com.
It's the weirdest headline, and I don't know if it's true, but if you know, I want to hear about it. It's Gates versus Musk as world's richest spar over Bitcoin. Oh, this is fun. This is, this is like old-school Rockefeller, Vanderbilt, Carnegie kind of fight right here. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. We are live at CPAC. The Conservative Political Action Conference is where we are at. Uh, thank you to RelayIndiana.com, our sponsor for CPAC, RelayIndiana.com. So the argument being made is that Gates has opposition to Bitcoin and Elon Musk, Tesla, just purchased $1.5 billion worth of it. And now you can use Bitcoin to buy a, a Tesla itself, which producer Ari is going to do. Eh. Producer Ari is not opposed to uh, crypto. He's just not an investor in crypto, but he is an investor. And if you would like his stock tips, you can follow him on Twitter. Oh, I'll make you a millionaire. He's convinced of this, but I don't believe him. So what I'm, I'm considering, Ari, giving you $1,000 and letting you start. I what what are your expectations? Because I guarantee you, I'll make money. It depends how much you know how much time I get. That so that's just it. I have no expectations. I don't know what to expect. Part of like when I know something, I'll, I'll share with you every bit of it. When I know I don't know what to know, I will tell you how little I know about the thing I don't know. So I, I, I don't know what to expect. Do I expect like Vanguard returns of eight point nine percent on average over a decade? Ah, uh, I I I'm pretty close to that year over year. You think you can do an 8% return for me? I give you a thousand bucks, you invest it, and every week we get an update on how the stocks are going? I get, oh, give me a full year, I bet you I get an 8%, sure. Okay. The problem with this, by the way, of course, is that we could be venturing into a, a subject you can't even do on radio. Like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do this. So, we'll have to check with some lawyers. Crypto, I believe in. Crypto, I actually have faith in, although I'm not a big investor myself. I own fractional parts of Bitcoin fractional. I am not one of the Bitcoin millionaires. And Bitcoin was at 57,000, then dropped back down to 48,000. Ethereum was at nearly 2,000, dropped down to 1,500. These things do indeed move, and there's, there's a lot of volatility, sure. But for Bill Gates, he said as follows, Elon has tons of money and he's very sophisticated, so I don't worry that his Bitcoin will sort of randomly go up or down. I do think people get bought into these manias who may not have had as much money to spare. My general thought would be that if you have less money than Elon, you should probably watch out. Now, Elon is worth $189 billion. Uh, however, if, if, if I could be so bold, this is terrible advice. This is advice from a man who wants us to eat, uh, well, fake meat, printed meat. Let's convince that we should do such a thing. I don't object if somebody wants to try it. All I'm saying to you is I like my ribeyes medium, and I like my strips medium rare, and that's the end of the ball game. And I want them from said cow. Delicious, beautiful, joyous cow. This is what I, I, I want. This is what I'm looking for. So I don't know if I trust Bill Gates in this subject. But what a bad piece of advice if you don't have Elon Musk money don't get involved. That's bad, bad advice. The only question here is, do you want to get involved? And remember that, take Bitcoin, just so you understand how, how this works, works out. When I tell you that I own fractional pieces of it, 
there are things within the world of Bitcoin called Satoshi. Do you know what Satoshi is, Producer Ari? Uh, it sounds like a Japanese appetizer. It is not. Uh, it is the smallest unit possible of Bitcoin. It's equivalent to 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. The point of it being is you do not have to have the $50,000 to purchase a Bitcoin. You can put $300 in to your crypto wallet and purchase some. That's one of the unique beauties of the concept. Now, I'm a bigger uh, fan of what lies underneath the very blockchain and how that works. That blockchain, that technology, that security, that's remarkable stuff. That is the future in so many ways. This is the stuff that I, I, I want to see develop because that's medical records. That's uh, your, your, your future banking uh, safety and security. It's, it's, it's how you're going to store your most private information in a way that it actually will be safe. But I think Bill Gates is giving terrible advice. Oh, by the way, I didn't say take my advice. Don't listen to me. I'm just saying Bill Gates' advice is garbage. I didn't say my advice wasn't. You want to get in? Feel free. There's a risk in everything. Just so you know. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. It's Tony Katz Today. on but you don't need the headphones i want the headphones it's part of the experience it's not part of the experience, it's part of the experience. no one can see it everybody everyone can see it. tony katz today i'm tony katz everyone Good looking to be at with it you. hey you 833 got tony 833-468-8669 kurt schlichter joins us right now of course of town hall uh my uh, personal lawyer of course the author of all of the kelly turnbull books which you can find at amazon.com where refined books are sold a graduate of the war college and his work at town hall army war college it's not i don't even go to one of those sissy war colleges ah like the navy war that's like the chico state of war colleges good good because i want this fight this This is this this is the email i wanted you've got some yeah this is the material hey ari i went another week without a controversy look at me here you go look at me like gold ari uh, how are you, Kurt Schlichter? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, well, I am here at CPAC like you are here at, at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. And, of course, the big question is not actually the is Trump running in 2024 question. That's an easy question. The big one he's is... He's not running. Oh, you don't think he's running? No. Oh, you went the other way with it. Yeah, I'm you going the other way. Why do you go the other way? Is he, you don't think he is well, running in 2024? I'll go in any way you like because it's what? you, Tony Katz. Um, no, I, I, I don't think he has anything to gain. I think he has a lot to lose. That's not enough of an answer. Expound. But that's the answer. No, the, the, the simple fact is he's already proven he can win. If he does it again, he becomes a, known to be a loser. This last race is controversial. I don't think you can say it was a uh, fair election. So he can't be fairly called a loser. It'll always be an asterisk. But if he runs again... You know, at that point, at that point, it's a win-lose thing. So I, I don't think he has any reason to do that. Um, the second thing is he's also old. He's going to be as old as uh, Grandpa Badfinger. <laughs> and is that what we're calling Joe Biden now? Who? President Asterisk? 
Wow. Yeah. Wow, it's getting harsh. Gropey J. Uh, 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 well, okay, that one. That was his go rap away. name. He's got that, a lot of street cred. By the way, did you see that Hunter uh, is uh, apparently back to, you know, dallying with his uh, okay. in-laws? I did not get into the Hunter Biden story yet. I promise you. I will share the Hunter Biden story in the next hour. It is it is something special. Oh, it's I'll new. Put, I'll put it this way. Joe Biden's dogs are getting worried because he's been with everybody else. It's unbelievable. That's it's Kurt Schlichter, by the way, in a mood. Uh, find his work at townhall.com. You don't think he's going to run because he can lose again and that, and, that, and, and that could look bad. So, okay, let's get off that and let me get to the question yeah. that mattered. And it isn't a question about the election because we can discuss that from the legal angle. I know you actually worked on some of the recount work in Nevada, in Nevada yes. uh, as you did. Is the GOP in the midst of a civil war? Uh, I saw an interesting theory by David Mark. I believe it's David Marcus at uh, Federalist that we are not in a civil war. That in fact, uh, us insurgents have already won. That being said, I think it is. I recently wrote one that said this is a civil war that we need to have. Uh, I do think there's a fight and I do think our side is winning. Liz Cheney, I mean, you look at her desperation. We have to get rid of the Republicans need to confront white supremacism. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a big issue. Lady from a family who's responsible for the death of more brown people than anybody can freaking count. Thank you uh, for that insight. It's. I, I don't think it's so much of a civil war as a much as much as taking a bunch of nerds and giving them a wedgie as a civil war. I am positing, putting forth to the world, that the that the actual quote unquote fight, if there is a fight, is the idea of can we figure out how to utilize Trump's ability to fight and Trump's ability to speak clearly and focused and not take the guff, to properly push back on an apparatchik, a media apparatchik that lies, other apparatchik that, that simply does not share properly with the actual governing principles of conservatism that we know and that we study and that we do a pretty bad job of sharing because populism takes hold and it becomes this, this very easy grab-on thing as opposed to the underpinnings underneath it. I'm interested in whether the two things can marry. Is that not the argument? Um, I think you have... Because that's a heavier way to look at it. I think you've nailed uh, the real issue, and I'm not sure if it's a tactical or a strategic issue, of how you confront the cultural war, the political war, the social war between left and right. And is it just a matter of finding someone who's conservative like us, which Trump was not? He was not Agreed. a conservative. He was a populist. Uh, and I, I have gone in his direction on some issues. I didn't think I would before. But I think that's because he's proven to be right on those issues, uh, notably uh, uh, foreign policy, hawkishness, war. Mm. But is it just a matter of... And, and you see politicians doing this. Well, I'm not going to change anything. I'm just going to be louder and more aggressive. But they didn't understand. They, they're misconstruing tactics with, I think, Trump is a, a more, believe it or not, deep and strategic thinker in the sense that he understands not only that, yeah, you can be nasty to these guys, but they are unworthy of respect. You get a guy like that. That was Marco Rubio's mistake. He tried to he he. He tries to get out there and famously tried to be loud and aggressive and annoying. But he didn't understand the purpose of it, which is to tear down institutions that are unworthy of our respect. 
not showing respect to the institutions is itself a political act. It is itself the message that our institutions are unworthy of our obedience and deference. They never buy, a lot of these guys never buy into this. They're like, well, I'll just tweet some mean things and then we'll go back to sucking up to the Chamber of Commerce, which just came out in, front, in, in favor of the Equality Act to suppress all religion. So congratulations on that, guys. Talking to Kurt Schlichter. You can find his work at townhall.com. Uh, his latest uh, book, uh, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, you can get at amazon.com. Get the audiobook. Crisis. Because it's done by yours truly. And then there's the entire Kelly Turnbull yes. series, the whole novel series written by Kurt Schlichter. Which somebody who we're familiar with may be uh, doing one of the uh, voiceovers for one of those books soon. I, 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 I have, and I'm thinking about redoing the whole thing. Like, I've thought about it. I, I So I, I did the audiobook uh, for book one called People's Republic. You know, my brother's going to kill you. Which is in the Kelly, the Kelly Turnbull <laughs> series that, that, that Kurt wrote. And I'm like, I think I have to redo the whole thing. Like, I think I have found a better understanding of the characters. And I'm, I'm seriously considering it. Let's get back. I just want to see my brother explode. His brother is, is running the project. I want to get back to something. Good God. And the idea of, 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 of the, the institutions, the idea of, of, of the tactics, the idea of some of these people, some of these things don't deserve our respect. Is there something to be said for there's maybe a better way to fight? You're a tactician. This is what you do. This is, I'm this a strategist. Is your, your work Everybody's is, a tactician. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll utilize your terminology. This is your work in the military. These are the things that you've done overseas. This is the, the work that you've studied as a trial lawyer. You, you work within this, right, this, right. This, this viewpoint. Is there a better strategy to apply to 2024 or to 2022 or to every day than the Trump strategy was? I think, I think the Trump strategy was to reject the institutions as currently uh, constituted, which I think is the correct strategy, and I think it remains the correct strategy. The tactics, that is the means you use to implement the strategy, uh, we have to be flexible on. And in 2016 through 2020, uh, the attack strategy of Donald Trump was the right answer. Am I saying that there's a different strategy uh, tactic now? Uh, I, I think there's a place for attacking. I think there's a place for uh, building bridges to the left. I've come to believe that uh, a lot of this wokeness is really an artificial distraction designed to keep people who would allegedly be on the right and allegedly be on the left from fighting for things they both believe in. For instance, the dominance of corporate, large corporations, that's an issue the left has been all over. That is an issue we are now really realizing, hold on, these big corporations, A, they have a lot of power, and now they're willing to use it but not be accountable for it. Not through elections, certainly not through the law, as you see, uh, Section 2030. It's more complicated than that, but you see what I'm saying. So we, we share in common right and left, or at least new right and left, questioning whether giant corporations should have unfettered power to control our lives. When you have banks that can say, well, I'm not going to let you participate in the finance system anymore because you don't share our ideology. Okay, uh, I, I know there are some alleged conservatives out there who say, well, my principles say it's their private institution. I refuse to hold any principle that makes me less free. Any principle that makes me less free is no longer a principle that I'm going to hold to. 
And, uh, and this goes back to ben, Bill Buckley, who famously said, and I quoted him in Militant Normals, which you also did the audio book on. I did. Uh, so you probably remember, he said, uh, I, I, I choose not to be uh, controlled by an overarching government or General Motors. Kurt Schlichter is his name. Find his work at townhall.com. At amazon.com, you've got the Kelly Turnbull series, which is a fun, good, and almost frightening read. It's all of those at the same time. And the latest book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. Be sure to check that out. Get the audiobook, people, honestly. Treat yourself to a little bit of Tony right there in little your ears. A little bit of Tony in my podcast. A little bit of Tony in my... Anyway. That's Kurt Schlechter. More from CPAC. I'm Tony Katz. Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful, professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Mr. Potato Head is no longer Mr. Potato Head because Mr. Potato Head is too gendered. So Mr. Potato Head is now just a potato head because 2021 is here and everything sucks. Did I do that right? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. This is embarrassing. This is Hasbro, which makes uh, Mr. Potato Head. And now they're saying they're just going with Potato Head, not Mr. Potato Head. Why? Who is it that you are insulting? What is the fear? There is, and and we should be clear, that in the conversation regarding transgender, there is this fear 
tactic happening that says you are not allowed to even question what is clearly disregards of science. You're not allowed to question what you know to be factual in your head. Let me give you a, a, a way to, to think about this. We know that Ryan Anderson had, had his book removed from uh, Amazon. His book was all about what's going on in this world of, of transgenderism. And it is, it is a world. The book is called When Harry Became Sally, Responding to the Transgender Moment. Since it was a book that asked questions and raised issues, that book is no longer sold on Amazon. From what I'm heard, no longer uh, heard, or, 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 or you can, can't get it through Apple Podcasts anymore, maybe an audiobook version. Can't, cannot be accessed. There is no reason to burn this book digitally as it has happened. Unless, of course, you are afraid of what the book might actually say to people or share with people. Which is, well, sourced, scientifically based, theory. An idea that maybe those claiming that a man could be a woman and a woman could be a man aren't right. Now, they can make the claim. They can live the life as they see fit. What they cannot do is tell you that you can't notice that, hey, it doesn't change the science. So we also see this in the place where we hear things about men having babies. But that's not a possibility. It doesn't matter that you want it to be. It doesn't matter that somebody else says it. It doesn't matter that they want to present it in such a way. It simply is not possible. So why would we ever tell ourselves, okay, it's possible because they say it is. So let's just say it's possible. It's not possible. We should say so. And rational people should say so. But to say so, you get called a bigot. You get called a hater. You're told you're endangering people's lives. No, you are not. And what does not endanger anyone is Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head. And there is no need to say, well, it's just potato head. You could sell a potato head. You could sell a, a, a thing that you decorate and create as you see fit, which by the way, that's what a potato head does, right? You decorate and create, you put the ear where the mouth is and the mouth where the hair is and the hair where the butt is. And I don't know how you do a potato head. I haven't worked with one in at least three weeks. But you're already playing around with the thing. To say that we're not going to sell it is to buy into what is literally junk science and is abusive towards children. Hasbro, I'm willing to bet you, made this move because they wanted to modernize it and they wanted to, to, to not label children. By making this move, they have done nothing but confuse children. In the same way that all of these moves that take away what are societal norms, not after a millennia, if you will, not after a couple of generations, not after a cultural discussion, but rather in a wholesale swoop where people are so afraid to speak out otherwise. Because to do so, you could lose your job. Because to do so, you're a bigot. Because to do so, you get canceled. 
That's how all these things come into play. Cancel culture comes into the absolute disregard for science. And I don't think we should do that. The people who tell me about climate change and then also want to tell me that a man is a woman and a woman is a man can't tell me about climate change. That's the way it works. And on the science of climate change, I have got a lot of data that says, no, we're cool. We're just fine. It's just another silly, nonsensical garbage move that doesn't do anything for anyone, doesn't change anyone's life for the better, and goes about furthering concepts of denial. I know, I know, it's just a potato head. But it is actually more than that. Now, isn't it? It's a message we send ourselves, it's a message we send kids. Here at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, brought to you by Relay Indiana. That's how I'm out here, relayindiana.com. We have a lot more to get to. The events are just starting uh, to kick off uh, this evening. We've got more people to talk to and more digging in on this question as to the idea of the Civil War. I want to hear from you. You can let me know on social media, Twitter, or, or Parler. You can let me know on the Facebook page, Tony Katz Radio. You can send me an email, Tony at TonyKatz.com, or you can call 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. This is Tony Katz today.